Ladies and gentlemen, week one was here. Football's back. Yeah. It was 60 degrees this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Football weather. Sorry, I was on vacation last week. I like vacation, but we're here to stay. It's football season. Let's uh-huh. rock. Let's ride. It's football season. Let's ride. Yee-haw! Y'all boys ready for this? How the folks let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Thanks for coming in there at the end strong. there, Aaron. Let's give you the dirty look. Like, where's the where's the yee bro? It's like you're not happy football's back or something. We, we yee I'm, I'm a second half kind of guy. <laughs> okay. Right on. Welcome in. Word to your mother. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, I am your host, Chris Mitchum, owner of Team Fairlife. We got the usual crew. I'll welcome back our usual compatriot that we unfortunately lost last week. But he's back. We got the owner of the Mix Administration, Tim Raider. Feels good to be back. Feels good to have football back in my life. Amen, brother. And, of course, we have the defending champ, um, but somebody who can't enjoy an undefeated feeling, you know? Uh, Wouldn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. But, hey, he's the defending champ. You got to respect him on that one. Aaron Hunt, how's it going, buddy? I feel sad. 0-1's not the way you want to start. But good. Good. That's okay. What is up, party people? Uh, hey, think about it. I'm undefeated. You're undefeated. The Colts are undefeated. The Bengals. Oh. The Bengals are defeated. Huh, funny joke. Because they tied. <laughs> the Colts are undefeated. Hey, Colt, I'm just go saying. Colts. First place in the AFC South. Colt, go Colts, baby. All right. Well, thank you again for coming in this week. Episode 45. It's definitely episode 45. I know we've been getting that jumble lately, and people have brought it to my attention. It is episode That's 45. That's a lot of episodes. It's hard to keep track. And I still don't know how this podcast stuff works. If you, if you want to treat, Come see me try to set up a podcast. It's usually takes an hour or so. Grab the popcorn and a seat. That's right. That's right. We have a fantastic show for you. I know every other podcast you're listening to right now is telling you to, hey, don't overreact. It's week one. It's a long season. Don't overreact. We're, we are totally overreacting today. We have an entire segment dedicated to overreactions that we are 1,000% confident are true after one week of football. We're going to go on for those. Of course, we have the first review of the year, the week one review. And then we have the first edition of the 2022 power rankings that Tim will gracefully go over. And then we have the week two preview. Some folks looking to stave off a of 0-2 start. Some folks looking to keep the undefeated streak going. Before we do all of that, as always, www.thisleaguepod.com. You can see the rosters. You can see up to the second scores. You can see waivers, trades, all the good stuff to make you feel like another member of the league. Go there to access those. And, of course, before we get into the show, drinks of the week. Aaron, we'll start with you, loser. Second week in a row. I might make this a streak. High-quality H2O Ooh, coming in hot. It's not why people... Tune into the show, Aaron. Got to stay hydrated. Healthy message. Like it. What is this? Kids bop? <laughs> drink alcohol here. Kids bop. Tim, what are you drinking, man? You know, I've been sitting on this bottle for about a year. Yeah. It is Two Traditions Dark Cask Rum. Rum. And it's 
got almost whiskey notes to it. It's a little sweet, but it's not like a traditional rum where it's like super sweet. It's a very sippable rum. I might want to try some of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not usually a big rum guy, but I'm a big whiskey me guy. Me neither. Rum's usually like rum and coke for me, but like this stuff, this stuff is sippable. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll mix it with my guava high noon. I'm just kidding. That would be horrendous. Not a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> not a sponsor, but it's going into my mouth during this pause during Hi. this yeah, during you, this pod you wanna, yeah, keep going you want to expand on that a little more Chris <laughs> just trickling in talking sports here folks yes yes Guava High Noon that's the drink enough with the nonsense let's talk some football nice. when are we gonna now that we have like two transition drops we have the nice one we have the Broncos country that's right like what do we do when do we do do I just mix it up do I just do whatever I'm feeling I feel like, I feel like you do nice one for the, like up to the review, and then once we get into like the go forward stuff, like the power rankings and the preview, let's ride. Then we do let's ride because we're riding on in the next week. Nice. Is this still the podcast? That is the <laughs> that is the critical that was thinking. Like off off the off the that hat. is the critical thinking we were missing last week. All right, I felt like that show really lacked in critical thinking. Cause, I mean, we had Zach on, but oh, so that's that's one thing. Need some ice for that burn. His team does. Oh, <laughs> oh too soon. <laughs> Not really. Okay. Let's get into some of these overreactions. Uh, again, we are not we're not obliged to that. We will totally overreact. I will start first. Um, Saquon is Evan back. Saquon is so, so good. And this wasn't me just watching Red Zone seeing highlights. Um, Aaron can attest to this. Some people, when they have trouble sleeping... They get on TikTok, they watch YouTubes, they go on the internet and watch whatever videos are on the internet, you know, to each his own. Um, but I, I look up Saquon highlights, old school Saquon highlights, the whole off season, it'd be 3 a.m., Aaron would get a ding and be like just thinking of him, and I would send him a highlight video of Saquon Barkley. Um, but so you bet your butt that I went back and watched dang near every single snap of Saquon's game whenever he got the ball, and this is genuinely not me being hyperbolic, but... I don't remember seeing a running back with the acceleration, the mix, the 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 combination of acceleration and power that Saquon has. I mean, you saw it on that two point conversion where Daniel Jones pitches in the ball three yards out from the end zone. He jukes, makes two guys miss, and then the acceleration and strength to just power through a linebacker to punch it in the end zone. I mean, you're not going to be getting that from dang near any other running back in the league, maybe besides Jonathan Taylor, in my opinion. Um, this is the first time I've seen him play where it looks like he's playing without fear. He looks fast. He's intense. He's getting in people's faces. And on top of that, he doesn't have like Joe judge calling plays for him anymore. He has Brian Dable who, I mean, that Daniel Jones pitch should be enough to tell you what kind of offense they're going to run. It's just, they're trying to adopt this, you know, this KC LA chargers, crazy stuff. I think Brian Dable, granted you have Daniel Jones, but he's going to try to do that. And I think Saquon, they weren't moving it unless it was in Saquon's hands, and that was against a Titans team that had the number one ranked defense last year against the run. I am loving Saquon, number one running back on the week. Wouldn't be surprised if he ends up as a top five running back in the end of the year. Saquon is freaking back, and that's not an overreaction. Chris was not reading a script for those at home wondering if he was. That was all just off the cusp. Yeah, that's how excited I am. <laughs> I think he's been holding that in for right. You feel better, buddy? <laughs> Three years. No, I mean genuinely. How many times have I said my team rider dies on Saquon? Like I've I I've know. made the playoffs. I've been okay, but it's like I'm missing that 
Why why do you think I missing that punch? Why do you think I was asking for him in all of our trade talks? I was like, nah, he's old, you know, whatever. I I'll take him off your hands. I, I was there. I th- I thought this would be the year that he might come back. So yeah, I love it. I love it. You tried getting me to trade for him so many times in the off season. I feel like, and uh, I did. I think I'm I'm regretting it a little bit because of how good he looked. He had less than 20 touches, 160 plus yards. Mm. I mean, six catches. That O line, the Giants O line, it's improved. Looks pretty. I mean, good. It's going to our right fellow O line O line expert here, oh, Tim yeah. Raider. You got the bookends. Andrew Thomas on the left looks like a stud. Evan Neal, the rookie on the right, mm-hmm. he's a horse. Like that O line is is solid, and they played really good week one. I love it. I was expecting yeah. like some heat from you guys. Sounds like we're we're well, all on the, the same caveat, page here. The one caveat up. is that it is the Giants still, and Daniel Jones will go up against Buzz Saws. That is top five defenses this year, and I really wonder how Saquon will do in those situations. Okay, because the Titans' defense is certainly not number one now. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, man. It was really, really fun to watch and really, really Can't fun to see him put up 33 points this week. It was great. Tim, well, let's get we're on. overreacting. Let's, let's, let's overreact to another player here. And this is one that anytime, anytime his name comes up, I have to just take the shot. So this is overreactions, right? Last offseason, during the preseason, I tried to overreact, if you'll recall. I sent Anthony an offer for this player. I sent an offer of Jamar Chase. <laughs> and two first round picks because I thought Jamar Chase that might not be able to that catch the ball. This offseason, that no, last offseason. Off okay, okay, yeah. Okay. And so Jamar Chase and two first round picks for Ceedee Lamb, trying to overreact and, and get in and out and everything like that. And I'm glad that Anthony didn't overreact, but this year he might want to on behalf of Ceedee Lamb. Oh man, two catches. I am scared. Eleven targets looks nice, but two catches. The Cowboys' offense looked putrid. And, I mean, and that wasn't even without Cooper Rush throwing the ball yet. Yeah, they go two for eleven. Their offensive line is hot garbage right now. Looks like they're missing Amari Cooper on the outside to help open things up. And yeah, is might be time. Maybe not. Maybe not time to hit the panic button. But Ceedee Lamb maybe is not that good. Oof. Like he looks shifty, but he didn't really look like the bona fide number one wide receiver stud that. He was drafted to be in redraft this year, like top five, six, seven wide receiver. And Anthony's definitely leaning on him to produce. So that's my overreaction is CeeDee Lamb, especially now with Dak being out for a few weeks, CeeDee Lamb this year is maybe a wide receiver three. I mean, without Dak, I want to hold your feet to the fire a little bit. Because one thing I've learned in my stupid lawyering education, are you saying that overreaction is CeeDee Lamb is – not a good wide receiver this year, or is he? He's just not a good wide receiver as like a person. Like you're not a good wide receiver. Honestly, I think I'm of a little bit of both. This year, without Dak and the way they look, definitely. But like he just didn't look. He didn't pass the eye test. That's the fair. eye test was That's not fair. passed. He did not look like somebody that you can rely on, and you want to give 11 targets a game. The alpha. Yeah. Like Michael Pittman. Yeah, missing this, yeah. missing some physicality and just like couldn't quite get open enough to not be physical. So I don't know. Week one did not pass the eye test. We'll see how the season progresses. Yeah, I'm gonna be really intrigued to see what happens when um, I'm blanking on his Michael name. Gallup. Michael Gallup. Thank you. When he comes back from his injury, um, they gave him a lot of money, and he's more of that big target on the outside. Um, so we'll see how that kind of affects CD going forward. But 
Cooper Rush one start in his career. Cooper Rush. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that a win Man. though? Didn't he didn't they beat He Minnesota did. He played well. He had a six year? he had like sixty percent plus completion percentage and I think they went into Minnesota and won, on if I remember sh- correctly. Yeah. On limited reps during the week, he did well. So We'll see. I think anything's possible, but it's not looking good. There you go. Anthony, somebody's talking bad about your boy. Those are fighting words. Those are fighting words. All right. Aaron, your overreaction. Let's hear it. Yeah, so I got one here that Travis Etienne is fool's gold. Fool's gold. So he looks good. Number one, or first round pick. All the draft capital in the world. Good situation. Pairs up with his former college quarterback. But at the end of the day, James Robinson still starting over him. That's concerning, especially given that the guy had a torn Achilles. And the track record for running backs coming back from torn Achilles and just dominating the touches. I mean, we had Cam Akers coming back and we thought that might happen with him. Nope. Sure didn't week one. Um, nope. so I'm scared. I really am. I feel like, yeah, he gets a pass last year for the injury, but you would think that he'd be a focal point of the offense and he just flat out isn't. And you, you know, hear, uh, Doug Peterson's comments after the game, it's just glowing about James Robinson. He can't talk enough about his work ethic and just how he is as a running back. I don't know what's going on in Jacksonville. Maybe they're seeing things in practice we aren't, but maybe ETN isn't what we thought he's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to go back and look at that game to see, you know, did Robinson just get in at the right times or did ETN not capitalize on the chances that he got? I don't know. But, I mean, just the stat line, the front line stat line, I think you're absolutely right. Do you have any hope in Travis? I was out on Travis ETN for the moment he was That's drafted. Right. Like, he... Yeah, he looks fast and, like I said, looks good. But I just don't think I don't think he's it. And the Jaguars definitely aren't it. Trevor Lawrence kind of looks like something it. And so uh, that's a whole favorite, can of worms. Yeah, my favorite Travis Etienne stat that is well known in this league is he has played for four this league teams before he played his first NFL snap. Drafted by Anthony. No, drafted by Stretch. Traded, traded to Anthony. Anthony. Traded to Anthony. Traded, traded to Zach. Zach traded, traded to Hayden. Hayden before his first NFL season snap. Mm, he's getting around this league, yeah, though, huh? 40% of it. That's Jeez. crazy. Wrap it up. All right. Uh, I'll go to my quick second overreaction. Touch on a bit real quick. Uh, like my hero, Big Cat at Barstool. Uh, Bears are back. Bears are back. They looked good. Justin Fields is that dog. He's a winner. Bears are back. I'm going to disagree with that one. I think you can't. Disagree with your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Really? You're going to tell me to my face you disagree with Shannon? You're 12. Come on. No. Thank you. (laughs) She's a nice lady. Um, No, I I think it was obviously great for the Bears to win at home against the 49ers, which are typically year in and year out a perennial playoff team. I just don't think you can derive anything from that game. I mean, they literally played in a monsoon. And I think Justin Fields had how many pass attempts? Sounds like they got grit to me, Aaron. I think, I think it was like eight for 17. 17. So, so they got grit. I mean, in the, norm, in the normal average 
about drive. It's about power. <laughs> <laughs> you have any more little superlatives you'd like to throw in? The rock in the house. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think we just need to to put the brakes on it. I yes, he looked good. He took command of the offense. They won the game, but they have the Packers next week, divisional rival. Let's see how they do. Yeah, my second overreaction. And maybe it's not an overreaction at this point, but the Bills are Super Bowl champs for the 2022-2023 NFL yep, season. Yep, give it up. For um, them. Give it up. Season's for over. Them. Everyone else can just pack their bags, go home. There's no reason to play the rest of the season. The Bills looked unstoppable, and Josh Allen is that dude. He's him. The stallion. He is everything. So um, yeah, Bills are Super Bowl champs. Congrats. Right, congrats to the Bills. Yep. Congrats. Yep. Congrats to the Bills. Nothing to add. I Great honestly agree. They look really good. All right, it's a great season, guys. Uh, I finished one and zero. You were like top scorer, <laughs> so I guess Tim wins the, this league. So uh, thanks yeah. for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, pack the bags. And then my last overreaction. This really hurts my heart because it does involve the Colts and it does involve QB one. Go Colts, Matt Ryan. I don't think he's the answer, fellas. Um, unfortunately, uh, you play the Houston Texans on the road. And you don't really get started with any sort of offense until late second half. That's very troubling. Um, And you can't even win in overtime against them. It didn't look good. Matt Ryan, as a quarterback, did not look good. It looks like he's on the the downhill climb, in my opinion. This dude had the second most pass yards of of the week, though. He was balling. Played an extra quarter. Fourth quarter, he turned it on. I mean, what about a, what about the other what about the other receiver too? That'd be Dude, nice. What about the other three? Pittman needs to step it up. <laughs> what about the other three? Did did Matt Ryan play in the preseason? Sparingly, yeah, like he did. Half, okay, probably. I saw a stat today with you know my sorrows for Joe Burrow. It also affected Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford. Eight out of eleven starting quarterbacks did that. Did, so there were eleven starting quarterbacks that did not play in the preseason. Eight of them lost week one. So week one might have been preseason for a lot of these teams. So I don't know. You know, we might see week two might be a completely different ballgame. Probably. I, last thing on the Colts, just because we're Colts fans. I think a lot of the stuff that you saw was correctable. And we were turning it on in the fourth quarter. I mean, Matt Ryan fumbled three times. You had two drop touchdown passes. One by the white guy and the other one by Ashton Doolin. I mean, I think a lot of it's correctable. Um, yeah, I'm not too worried. Now, if we go into Jacksonville and lose, Frank Reich's on the hot seat, like mid-season fire. I think you, it, it has to be. Do you bring in Sam Ellinger? I mean, give give us a spark, baby. Give us that spark. They won't. It's they won't of, do that. It's one of those things. If I, we lose to Jacksonville, Jim Ursay is going to burn Frank Reich's house down. Yeah. It's one of those things, being a Bengals fan, having a franchise quarterback, I can look at you guys and feel bad for you because it's just been one after the other rotating door for Frank Reich himself. And just these older quarterbacks that, you know, you can have all the hope in the world for. But I can see Reich on the hot seat. I just don't see them benching Matt Ryan. Oh, I don't think he'll do that. Yeah, but Reich on the hot seat? I think so. All right, there are your overreactions. Don't forget them. Sick ones back. Week one review, the first one of the year. Let's get straight into it, baby. There were winners. There were losers. There were shocks. There were not shocks. And we are going to start it off with somebody who is probably lucky to get out of there alive. We're going to throw it over to Aaron to talk about Stretch and Super Camario. 
Take it on team, Don Perignon. And in this game, Super Camario comes out on top versus Team Don Perignon, one ten to eighty five. And guys, I'm just gonna say, I think this game was the ugliest of the week. Wasn't probably. great. Yeah. Um, you had a lot of really respectable point totals league wide, and this just certainly didn't have uh, the point totals that we come to expect, especially from stretch in recent years. Rodgers for Don just really struggled. I don't really put it all on Aaron Rodgers. I think there's a lot of new faces in the building in that wide receiver room, but nonetheless, two points isn't going to get it done. Godwin was hurt going into the game. He was a game-time decision, so I wonder about the lineup management of Don there, thinking maybe he could have pivoted to, oh, I don't know, Brandon Cooks um, or anybody else. And Juju had two fumbles, so... Yeah, really don't like to see that. Negative points, not good. Um, honestly, not a great week from stretch, but he had a few guys like we've talked about in the offseason and we've talked about previously that did their thing. Kyler Murray, yeah, the Chiefs dominated the Cardinals, but he still put up 24 points. Mike Evans had a respectable 18 points, and then Judy's 67-yard TD was enough to catapult him to a 20-point performance, so... All in all, stretched it enough. Um, I think tight ends were just especially ugly <laughs> in this contest. Like I feel like for like seventy percent of the league that didn't have Kelsey or it's, Andrews, it's just tight ends in this gross. day and age. It's a wasteland, yeah. but especially in this matchup, I feel like both teams are going to need to address that position. And give stretch credit; he tried to address it with OJ Howard, getting him picked up this week. We'll see if that pans out, and then. Elijah Mitchell being hurt, that's a huge blow for Don. He's got replacements, though. If he does decide to ever set his lineup, we'll see. <laughs> Don versus his lineup. Uh, I feel like it's Don against himself sometime, some weeks. Um, so, yeah, not, not much else to say here, um, unless you guys have anything else to add. No, I'm saying Stretch is lucky. Stretch is lucky. Oh, Elijah yeah. Mitchell went out first half of the Bears game. Mm-hmm. He was averaging over six yards a carry. Not only do I think that potentially swings this matchup, that swings that game. I think if he keeps running, you know, who knows what happens. Aaron Rodgers, two points. Lucky. Chris Godwin went out early second half. Lucky. I mean, I think I think Stretch is lucky to get out of here. And this is not my vendetta against Stretch like it usually is. I genuinely think that, like, if stuff swung maybe a little other way and didn't have those injuries, Stretch is starting on one. Oh, yeah, and he, and he would say the same. He was on full tilt Sunday. He was. Like, like he just <laughs> was not expecting a victory. He didn't look like he was going to get the victory. So he's happy, ecstatic to be 1-0. Yep. Absolutely. So congrats to Stretch starting 1-0. Dawn is not. So let's go on to our next matchup. It was your boy. Team Fairlife and a Kadoba clash taking on the preseason sweetheart, cooking up more and Zach. And this game was the blowout of the week. Uh, that's Team Fairlife with a 151, third highest score on the week, I believe. Ooh, 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 ooh. And Zach and Team cooking up more, putting up a paltry 94 points in week one. Not the third highest score on the week. Yeah, so all that off-season hype, Zach talking all that talk, you know, had a strong playoff performance and everything, but he just laid an egg. Stafford was one of those quarterbacks that did not play in the preseason, so he looked like trash. Dalvin Cook was fine, but no touchdowns hurts. 
Keenan Allen, hurt hamstring, going to be out for a while. Corton Sutton took about <laughs> yeah. the whole first half to decide to even want to play. I was at a lovely dinner with my girlfriend, and of course I was checking the scores. Um, but I saw first half, I don't think he had like a target, and I was like, oh, this is just wonderful. Yeah. Sutton took a while, yeah. a while to warm up. So mm-hmm. you throw out the David Montgomery, but that's just ugly, you know. Just and, oh, of course, week one, Sammy Watkins, three targets, three catches, eighteen oh, yards, as you expect from week one, Sammy Watkins. Just kidding, uh, did not happen. And the bench doesn't really add any confidence this week, so we'll have to see. Um, maybe if anybody's young running backs, or when it gets Michael Gallup back, see if anybody can pull through for him. Chris. Look me in the eye. I told you. Yes. I told you. You were my sleeper. You were my sneaky nut contender. Let's go. Josh Allen, 37 points. Yeah. Started off like after that, it was just about over. But He's so good. Saquon Barkley, 32. Mm, Mr. Mr. Hype Train Gabe Davis, 18. Michael Pittman, Pity City. The man. The man, the myth, 27. Hawkinson was a respectable tight end this week. That's about all you can ask for. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, you guys had it. Your bench was not super deep, but we knew that going in. Like that's why I said, like high end. Um, you got guys that could get it done, and that's of course omitting one running back from mentioning with a solid five points. Stop! But, stop! Um, stop! Everybody else looked <laughs> really good. Like it was a really good week for you. So, congrats, one and zero. Yeah, I don't have a ton to add here other than I'm scared of Saquon going forward. Um, We've already talked about that a lot, just how good he looked. Um, Michael Pittman does look like a true wide receiver one in the NFL now. And it's just kind of scary to think if Chris did have Calvin Ridley, like you got to think Mm -hmm. after week (laughs) one that like, man, he's he's a favorite for sure. Not overreacting, but – I think your team is turning out to be a lot better than uh, even I anticipated. Thank you. And I don't think this is this is an alarm bells for Zach by any means. I mean, I think you can expect better from Dalvin Cook. Hopefully Keenan Allen's not too long with that with that hamstring. Um, but that final that final flex spot, we talked about it a little bit in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, you you Cam Akers looks like a great trade away as of now. Travis Etienne, you know, who knows what happens. But I mean, you know, Brees Hall, I think he's going to be a disappointment from from our expectations on the rookie draft day versus to what we might get at least in the first season you know maybe he's a low-end running back too I mean when you spend the 101 on a running back you know you want a Jonathan Taylor you want a um he had six carries yeah right right yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> so I think that that perspective how much he was relying on him and the workload he might get really might hamper him quite a bit so I'm interested to see what the power rankings look like if we punished him accordingly, but I wouldn't say we're panicking for Zach yet, but maybe more of a manage expectations. So, uh, yeah, third highest score on the week for me. So love that. Um, and I get the dub over Zach in a early season Kadoba clash. Now, let's move on to this next game. We had Aaron, the defending champion, let Russ Cook, taken on his Chipotle rival, Seemingly the only person in Chipotle that even likes to contend with Aaron on a yearly basis. Anthony and team Uninspired Youth. And, man, let me tell you guys, it was a rough week for Anthony, man. I mean, he got a goose egg from Devontae Smith, seven points from King Henry, 
Five points from CeeDee Lamb. Six points from Thielen, who's usually reliable. I mean, you know, obviously it was a rough week to where he put up 136 points and beat the defending champion. Now you're probably sitting at home asking yourself, wait, what? What? How? How? How is this? Um, can we all just agree that Justin Jefferson is a god? He is unbelievable. I I feel the same way I felt watching Saquon as I felt Justin Jefferson. Like, I was watching him run some of those routes. I'm like, how does he change direction that quickly? Like, how do you guard that? I don't understand. And you got the, uh, what's his, Kevin O'Connell? Head coach? Head coach, yep. Yeah. Uh, You got that offense coming in, I think is only going to boost him. And obviously he got a nice 22 from Cordell Patterson, 26 from Travis Kelsey, and 26 from Lamar Jackson. Well over half of his points came from four players. And whenever you have players perform that well, you know, your usual studs can decide to take the week off, and they certainly did that. Uh, so congrats to Team Uninspired Youth on picking up that W. When it comes to Aaron, though, I don't think he played poor necessarily, but maybe for his standards, it wasn't all that. I mean, 123 is respectable and usually makes you competitive every week. Um, but Aaron was strange because we obviously had some question marks coming into his team this year. Devontae Adams was a question mark. You know, Tyreek Hill was a question mark. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown was a question mark. Can he keep it up? All three of those guys performed. 17 for Tyreek Hill, I'd, I'd consider that good. But your supposed studs that are going to get you your expected output every week, Najee, Austin Eckler, Kyle Pitts, T. Higgins, the guys that you know what to expect, they're the ones that really let you down this week. So I think if we stick with the notion that those guys are going to eventually come back and perform, but those question marks end up solving the issue for you, I definitely think brighter days are ahead. And to add insult to injury this week, I feel like your team really just got knocked around last week. Najee picked up a knock. T. Higgins picked up a knock. So you certainly have the depth, a.k.a. a Kareem Hunt, 23 points on your bench. Um, and it was a great choice starting uh, Amon Ra over Deontay Johnson. Unfortunately, he couldn't get it done. But, um, yeah, I think better days are ahead for Aaron. Um, but Anthony performed well. His studs performed well enough to catch him on a bad week and get a win at the top of the Chipotle division, which could be pretty significant probably for playoff seating uh, come the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, definitely a, a plus for Anthony to pick up the dub. Big ol' uh, in-division rivalry. And my, my only comment, question mark for, for Aaron here is, are you disappointed in Kyle Pitts overall since you've drafted him? Because he is – I'll throw out a couple things real quick. So he finished as a tight end six last year. But that was over 100 points shy of tight end one. So, like, there's a cl- clear cliff there. Um, and I would sit here and argue that Good question. on a week-to-week basis, your other two tight ends might be the better play. Until Pitts gets some consistency, maybe a rookie quarterback next year that's going to hyper-target him. What, what, where are you sitting right now with Pitts? That's my, my question. Yeah, <clears throat> he's the biggest disappointment for me, um, especially in week one with some of the track record Mariota has had with previous tight ends when he was in Tennessee. Um, I think I just am going to keep rolling with him because I just, I believe in the talent and I believe that eventually talent will supersede circumstances. And I had weeks last year where he literally won me the week at the tight end position Mm -hmm. because he scored 27 points and there's just not, Outside of Kelsey and Andrews, I feel like you really can't argue another tight end other than Pitts that can do that. 
So like if he if I, I have him in my lineup and he gets me a twenty seven, like that gives me a really good chance to win. But he does have weeks like this week where it really hurts me if he gets a three. So I kind of last year got away that my team was good enough to just kind of absorb that. So I might have to look at that a little closer this year just because I think I'm a little bit more bunched up with some of the stronger teams. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, last thing on this discussion, uh, the uh, this league eyes, the eyeball emojis of the week. Yeah. Darnell Anderson. Daryl Henderson. Darnell Anderson. On Anthony's bench. You know, Running he was looking one. for that RB2 this year. Yeah. He might have found it. Cam Akers can't, you know, run anymore, which is important for his job. Can I can I defend my team just a little bit real quick, though, for this week? Let's hear it. Just a couple points. First of all, got to give Anthony credit for the win. Russell Wilson was in the red zone four times. And if he just gets one, maybe one touchdown, I feel like I have a possible chance of, you know, being able to Barely win, um, and if T. Higgins hadn't gotten that concussion, I just think that did that would oh, yeah. put me over the top. Oh, yeah. Because he got hurt so early in the game, and he's such a focal point of that offense. So I do think some bad luck did come in into play, but he did win fair and square. Yep. Like I said, brighter days are ahead for Aaron. This puts Aaron in third place in the Chipotle division after week one, and Anthony in second place in the Chipotle division because the winner of our next matchup, I'll throw it over to Aaron between the red rocket and country roads. Take Mahomes places at the top of the Chipotle division after week one that he does. And that man is country road. Take Mahomes and Hayden uh, with a one forty performance. Nope. Uh, it was not Clayton. The red, the, the red rocket, uh, unfortunately 93 points fails to hit a hundred points. Again, um, I think that might be a streak from even last season, unfortunately. Um, just has a hard time getting high point totals. And as we predicted, he won very convincingly on the back of a 40-piece nugget from Pat Mahomes. Little nugget. He's still good. And New a, nugget. And, and a little 30-piece nugget from Cooper Cup. Literally not missing a beat whatsoever from last year. 15 very healthy targets and 13 catches for Cooper Cup. Um, he has no intentions of slowing down, it looks like. For Hayden, though, I will say the new RB toys, a big Yikes. concern going <laughs> forward. And I will say, I was a huge fan of the trade when it happened. We all were, we we all were yeah, on board. Unanimous. It's now looking like, man, maybe Zach did inevitably win that um i've already shifted to that i yeah. told him i I've yeah. completely changed my opinion i mean i'm holding out on etn because yeah. if etn and sutton are similar production I'll, I'll always take the running back or the receiver but yeah. holding out and if k makers can do anything <laughs> yeah. so you know we'll see moving forward but i mean when you have mahomes getting 40 plus and cooper 30 plus that's going to cover a multitude of sins and for Clayton, I think the story really just boils down to when Christian McCaffrey does not score over 20 points, I don't really think he has a chance to win. I mean, you just look at his roster up and down. He had floor outputs from some players. Drake London had a good performance as a rookie starting off. Um, Julio had 11.6, which isn't like horrible by any means. Um but outside of that, he just doesn't have those guys that can pop and can help 
cover and mitigate some of those low outputs from other positions. And I think that's just going to be a theme for him this season, unless, you know, some waiver wire additions happen or he makes some moves. And guys, um, Austin Hooper is butt. Um, Booty cheeks. That was, uh, that had to hurt just throwing him out there. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I feel for Clayton. Like that's, you know, you're not going to get a good output from Hooper in Tennessee. Um, only two targets. So, yeah, I mean, a poor performance from Clayton, but we sort of expected it. And uh, for Hayden, he's got some optimism, especially after last year. Yeah, not a ton to add. Kind of what we expected. Hayden, strong week one. Uh, but, yeah, he's going to have to find some consistency um, if he's going to want to be a playoff contender this this year. Y'all remember my bold prediction. I'm just saying, somebody's the top of the division, and somebody as a defending champion is not after week one. I'm just, I'm just saying. Very Whoa. true. Very true. I'm just saying, Hayden. Facts are facts. You. I got you. All right. Well, congrats to Hayden. Like I said, top of the Chipotle division. Clayton, unfortunately, bottom. We have one more review to go, and you know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, your game of the week was also the matchup to watch in our preview last week, and it certainly lived up to the hype. Oh boy, did it. Tim, coming into this matchup as the number two team in the power rankings, hosted Steven and Mount Passmore, who was right behind him at the number three spot, but you would have thought this was more like the Hulk versus the Rock at WrestleMania because neither of these teams gave up till the very bitter end. Now, you would think, ladies and gentlemen, that any team that gets smacked by Stephon Diggs on a Thursday night with 26 points would just throw in the towel. But not the mixing administration, because I'm not sure where Tim got the secret juice that Bugs Bunny gives to his teammates in Space Jam, but he gave a healthy dose to Johnny Taylor with 28 points. He gave a swirt to Joe Mixon for 22 points. He poured some in DeAndre Swiss protein shake because he put up 27 points, and he must have put it in a powder and gave it to Jamar Chase to snort for 29 points because he just exploded as well. And at the end of the day, though, it was a 7.6 point performance by DK Metcalf on Monday Night Football that squeaked out the victory for Tim. And yes, I just said all of those high points, but you got to give props to Steven because he was fighting until the very end. He suffered from what I think is the worst feeling in fantasy football, which is uh, being the second highest scorer on the week and still losing. Um, moment of silence for, for Steven. All right, thank you for that. Steven, unfortunately, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Hugs to you, sir. But the, despite the loss, I do think Steven has more to be happy about than to be ashamed about. Like I said, second highest score. You can't really argue with that. But Michael Thomas, you guys remember him? You guys remember Michael Thomas? Slant boy? The like, Bengals receiver? No, 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 not that one. But the other oh, one. the other Michael Thomas, the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the the, the fourth um the fourth overall pick in our overall uh. Startup oh yeah, draft. that one. He was fourth overall. Wow. Fourth overall, he comes back with a twenty-two point performance. His first game since twenty twenty. He didn't play all last yeah. year, right? Yeah. 
Unbelievable. If that can keep up, hey, shout out to you. And he reestablished himself as the dominant Mike in this team because Mike Williams had two catches for 10 yards, and that's with Keenan Allen going out in the first half. So not really sure what's going on there, but I can feel a bounce-back game coming back for him. Exactly. Um, a couple of the question marks we wanted from Steven's team got answered. A.J. Brown, 25 points in that new look. Eagles offense, you got to like that. And maybe the sexiest part of his team is not even in the starting lineup. Look at that man's bench. Goodness gracious. CEH, 22 points. AJ Dillon, 20 points. James Robinson, 20 points. Jarvis Landry, 18. Christian Kirk, 17. Rashad Bateman, 13. Jeez, that freaking bench could have bet beat most of the starting lineups this week. So, again, Steven loses, and it sucks. His record's going to show 0-1, but his points for is going to show the second highest in the league. He maybe established himself as the best depth in the league as well. Steven, hold your head high, bro, because uh, I think you said a lot more with this loss than many people did with their victories. Final score, Tim, 166. Highest scorer on the week, Steven, 159. Wow, what a what a week it was, really. Um, it had all of the components that you wanted in a game of the week, and just a fight till the very end. The only question I really have, because yeah, we could harp on just the incredible performances from a lot of Tim's um, toys that we know and love. But I want to focus on DK Metcalf for a second, because I think that's the interesting component of what I think is, you know, the number one team in the league at the moment. Are you just waiting for that week six or week seven when DeAndre Hopkins is back and you can take Metcalf out? You, I, I got to think you're really excited for that. Yeah, I can't wait for Hopkins to be back. I just need DK, honestly, if he can just average, honestly, eight points a week, I'd be happy with that output with everybody else I got. So, like, I'll take it this week. But, yeah, it's eh, the Seattle Seahawks offense is, doesn't uh, inspire much confidence. So, uh Definitely, big time. But you know you're in a good spot when the weakest part of your team is DK Metcalf. Yeah, you know, that definitely feels good because he's still got the power to take a 95-yard pass to the house. Like, he, he can he can house anything. So, feels good. To, I'm sure as Anthony feels as well, to take down a division rival week one uh, helps with power rankings, helps with uh, potential tiebreakers, and just getting high points always feels good. So, you know, week one, pat myself on the back boys did what they're supposed to do very humble of you he said we got the job done we ain't win nothing yet and how about yeah. the boy right, jalen hurts the new oh. toy at qb oh, oh gosh oh yeah you texted oh, me that gosh yeah, yeah i texted chris after that cowboys game because came out pretty quick that dak was going to be out six to eight weeks and looking back i was like justin fields <laughs> like would i have gone and got like marcus Mariota? like yeah you're hitting up Steven, Ooh, I think. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> holy smokes. I was so happy that I did pull that trigger. Um, I think, you know, it was an expensive trade, but I think I'd have, honestly, looking at it now, I'd have to do it over again 100 times out of 100. Like, if, if I was shopping for a quarterback right now, Chris would probably sneak out a couple extra picks and a probably. Few, higher value. Just <laughs> we got like, that desperate price. Yeah, tag, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. so desperate. yeah, shout out Jalen Hurts um, and for past me for getting that trade done. Oh, he's going to be so good. Jalen Hurts is going to be so good. Did you see that? Like he could have had like three rushing touchdowns. Oh yeah, like, each it, one it of the poached. like like Miles Sanders got one, Boston Scott got one, and Kenneth Gainwell got a a rushing touchdown inside the three yard line. Yeah, I think like Jalen Hurts fell down inside the three twice. Uh huh. 
had like a draw touchdown, like he could have easily been the number one quarterback on the week. Yeah, he he's, could have been over 40. For he's sure. going to be so good. All right. Anything else from our matchup of the week before we move on to the padded rankings? Let's roll them. All right. Well, uh, like Tim said, it's Tim's rule. Um, we are now moving into future things. So you know what that means. Broncos country. Let's ride. I think it's a crowd favorite. Power rankings are. Everybody wants to see where they are. What we think. I am very interested this week because, you know, I played pretty well. So, Tim, let us have it, man. Let's hear the week one power rankings. Week one power rankings. We've given you a recap in the past, but I'm going to roll through the preseason real quick just to remind everybody. Ten, Clayton, Red Rocket. Nine, Hayden, Country Roads, Take Mahomes. Eight, Don, Team Don, Pairing On. Seven, Team Fair Life, Eyes, Chris. Mm -hmm. Six, Super (laughs) Kamara and Stretch. Five, Anthony, Team Uninspired Youth. Four, Cooking Up More, There's That Offseason Hype. Three, Mount Passmore, Steven. Two, myself, the Mixon Administration. One, Aaron, and Let Russ Cook. Let's break some hearts. That being said, let's dive right into Week 1's Power Rankings. At number 10... Is it a shock to anybody that we've got one? Stretch. The Red Rocket. Has he been (laughs) in number 10 since, like, early in last year? I mean, I feel like he maybe got out of the cellar a couple weeks for Don or Hayden last year, but, like, for the last two Whenever Hayden went on, like, his eight-game losing streak Yeah, since this league has been around, I would imagine he's probably been 10th in the power rankings for, like, 80% of the time. Oh, it'd be cool if we did like an aggregate ranking. I could put some together. Maybe at like the end of this year. Yeah, we, we, we can section. do some. Put that in the things to remember for A- next Aggregate year. power rankings. That'd yeah, be cool. yeah. Number nine, we have Don, Team Don Perignon. Put up a stinker, a couple injuries. Good depth on the bench, but you got to be able to trust the team owner. So he's down one. To be fair, he did score less than Clayton. So. Down one. Down one. And then... Here's where things get spicy. Here we go. Yeah, I'm excited. We have a three-way tie for sixth place in the power rankings. Can we can we guess? Me and, there are me and three Aaron. teams tied for six. You want to guess? Yeah, I know. Go that. for it. I know this. You think I'm gonna go Hayden, Stretch, and Zach? Zach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I each, didn't think Zach would be that far team getting down. the same amount of votes. Uh, Tied for sixth place, so that would leave Stretch equal. That would be Hayden up three, mm. and that'd be Zach down two. Oof. So a little little mix up in the middle there, but a three talk way about, tie talk for about six. a tier, yeah. So yeah, those guys are going to be duking it out, um, looking to get in the playoff hunt early on. That'll be good to watch, yeah. So we'll move on to the top five. Number five, same as preseason, we nailed this one. It's Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. Way to go. Steady Eddie. Number four. Up three spots. I'll take it. Chris and Team Fairlife. I'll take it. I think people are scared of that starting lineup. I told everybody to watch out. Number three. We have Aaron and Let Russ Cook down Ooh. from number one. Knocked Ooh. off the throne. Not only down one, down two. Down two. Down two. He's power rankings. Kicking them. Kicking them. What what is that bulleted board material? Yeah, hang it up in the That's locker right. room. Right, yep. hang it up there. <laughs> That's my motivation. You'd so. rather be the hunted, not Kyle. Get your head out of here. Not the hunted. Yeah, there we go. Ooh, that was rough. <laughs> Number two, 
we have my adversary from week one, Stephen Mount Passmore, up one, strong showing number despite two a in the scoring despite a loss. Another team, good depth, good starting, number two, and that would leave none other than myself sitting atop the week one power rankings to mix an administration. It's a long season. It's a long season to go, but uh, well-deserved, I think, after my week one performance and all, all my studs doing studly things. Job's not finished. I need that drop. I need the Kobe job's not finished drop. I don't know when we'd use it other than week one. Oh, we, we missed one for Aaron. What? They wrote me off, but I ain't right back yet. Gino Smith. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a great quote. Let Russ Cook. Yeah. yeah, they wrote me off. I didn't In my mind, off. I was thinking about the TikTok trend right now where they, like, guys are like oh my girlfriend broke up with me before the game like have you seen that oh yeah and they're just down like, they're just down yeah like focus. got that motivation ready they put me at number three in the power race yeah. <laughs> so my team shows out next week oh man all right tim run through those real quick one more time before we head to the week two preview number 10 clayton the red rocket number nine team dom perignon three-way tie at six between hayden stretch and zach Country Roads take my home, Super Mario, and cook it up more. Five, Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. Four, Chris and Team Fairlife. Three, Aaron and Let Rest Cook. Two, Steven Mount Passmore. Number one, Tim, the Mixon Administration. So tell me if you guys disagree. First tier, you, Steven, Aaron. Or Tim, Steven, Aaron. Second tier, me and Anthony in our own tier, I probably think. Third tier is those guys... Tied in sixth. Fourth tier is Clayton and Don. I'd agree with it, and I th- but I think if you have another good week, you can edge yourself into the first tier. <laughs> Stop. All right. Just wanted to pick your thoughts on that one. That was your week one power rankings. Let's ride into the week two preview. Broncos country. Let's ride. All right, quick pick em update after week one. It is Aaron at the top of the mountain going four and one from the pickems, and we will remind you guys of those as we go through the matchups. Or I guess I should have done them in the review. Crap. All right. Well, just believe me. Aaron went four and one. Tim and I both went three and two. So let's see if we can't get some separation heading into the previews. We will start with a matchup that probably not a lot of people expected to see. Records wise, and yes, I am talking about the O and one let Russ Cook and Aaron taking on the one and O top of the Chipotle division. Country Roads take Mahomes and Hayden. Let Russ Cook looking for a bounce back week. Uh, we've got Russ Wilson looking to bounce back Eckler for some more points potentially. Uh, but really, it's like we talked about the injuries are the storyline. For Aaron in week two, is Najee playing? Is he out for a month? Is he not out at all? We really don't know yet, sitting here Wednesday night. T. Higgins looked like he was doing enough work at practice today to clear the concussion protocol, but still has to be declared. Thank you, Bengals fan. Uh, Don't actually know until we know. Um, But yeah, you know, congrats to Aaron. Devontae looks the same. Tyreek looks pretty good. Uh, We covered Kyle Pitts, and so. uh, Everything seems to be good for Aaron. You know, Cream Hunt for Najee might be the only thing of note. Um, and then on Hayden's side of things, Patrick Mahomes with a tough Thursday night matchup against the Chargers. 
I would expect that to be high flying, a lot of points. Yeah, I don't know if I'm about tough matchup. <laughs> I mean, for you know, it's whatever. It's it's a rivalry division rivalry on a he big big me. stage. Yeah. So, I I think there's a really good chance that this is like in the 30s, 30s, 40s, 40s. So, Mahomes could put up big numbers. So all eyes really are falling on these running backs. Cam Akers right now is projected nine points, but based off of what we saw last week. I would project negative nine. Like, the dude cannot get to the line of scrimmage. It takes him 10 seconds to catch the ball or get the ball on a handoff and waddle the way up to the line of scrimmage. Um, I'm shocked he's still in his lineup. Yeah. If he's still going to start him. Yeah. Yeah. He's got Connor. He can slide into that RB spot and then throw in a Singletary maybe. Uh, Claypool was getting a lot of rushing tar- uh, rushing attempts last week. So, he's got options. It's, it's you know, nothing set in stone yet. But definitely eyes on that. Travis Etienne, the running backs in the group. And then another one for Hayden, you know, he got some big points out last week. Allen Robinson's still in the lineup. You know, he really needs them to at least show some targets because he had two in the first game. Yeah, I, real real quick, I think a popular overreaction that a lot of their podcasts are probably talking about is Allen Robinson mm-hmm. and K-Makers. We didn't really mention either of them. But I want to get your guys' thoughts on Allen Robinson real quick. Was it a fluke or should Hayden be like, Oh boy, because I could I could really go either way. I don't have an answer for you guys. I could I could see getting more involved. You know, Matt Stafford was under pressure the whole game, or is he just washed? I mean, the last season in Chicago, you would think that. Here's what I'll say: money talks, and you got to follow it. He got paid thirty million guaranteed over the next three years. He will be involved somewhat. They talked about getting him the ball more post-game. Sean McVay did in his press conference. But I think there's some legitimate concerns as far as like his ceiling because the effort is not always there with Allen Robinson. We thought that was a trend in just Chicago. There were glimpses of it in that game. And I actually saw a clip taken from the game where Matthew Stafford mouthed to Sean McVay. He just didn't go for the ball. No, I didn't see that. And um, it was very obvious on that play in particular that the effort level was just not there. Like, he gave up. That's what everyone was questioning last year. So, those trends are continuing, and it is something to monitor. Um, So, I think I have a healthy level of fear. Yeah, I mean, Allen Robinson's kind of like Zach in our league. Preseason sweetheart, everybody Mm -hmm. loved him. And then he just didn't put in the effort week one. Yeah, I I need to know a little bit more about – Van Jefferson's status before I could give a true answer because I think if Jefferson comes back healthy sooner than later, Stafford's got that rapport with him already. I think Jefferson might be their second wide receiver target. So if that's the case, then yes, panic level's high for Allen Robinson. And there were two times he was wide open and Stafford seemingly just still threw it to Cooper Cup in like double coverage. Racism. The only reasonable explanation. Yep. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Matt. He Stafford. hasn't come out and said no. <laughs> he hasn't denied the rumors. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, uh, Tim, who are you taking in this game? Uh, in this game, as it sits right now, I'm taking Hayden. Oh. I'm taking the upset Country Roads. Take taking Mahomes. the Cam Akers team. I think he's going to start off the season 2-0. and You're saying Aaron Aaron's going to start off 0-2. Oh, no. That's, that's a ballsy pick because I'm going Aaron. Um, but Mahomes does terrify me. Like, I would not be shocked if Mahomes puts up another 40 on um, tomorrow night. On Thursday Night Football. Yeah. Um, and I think you actually will find out a lot on Thursday Night Football. Obviously, Hayden has Mahomes, and then um, 
you have somebody, Austin Eckler, on Thursday. So obviously two big perennial pieces for both of those teams. I think you'll find out a lot on Thursday night. So I'm going Aaron, and Aaron, I'm assuming you're going yourself? I am, but I need some guys to show up, and I need some clarity to happen as far as some of the injury concerns. Uh, I got some tough calls to make, especially in my RB position. It's very tempting to maybe go Kareem Hunt this week. Yeah, it's, t- it's going to be hard not to start that after his performance last week. The storylines, if Aaron goes 0-2 in Chipotle and Hayden starts 2-0, the storylines. Okay, let's move on to our next matchup. We have another 1-0-0-1 matchup, but probably more from what you would expect. You got your boy, Team Fairlife, coming in at 1-0, taking on Clayton and the Red Rocket at 0-1. And guys, like my analysis on this is going to be somewhat brief um, because I just think it's pretty clear cut that Chris's team is just way too strong for Clayton to handle. Um, A concern is Michael Pittman did come up on the injury report this week and he didn't practice today. So hopefully that's just a minor injury and he comes back just fine. But just up and down the lineup, I mean, it's just overwhelming um, that Clayton just cannot keep up unless McCaffrey goes tit for tat with Saquon Barkley in their game. Let's say you got the one and two or sorry, two and three because shout out Hayden, the two and three picks of the opening draft squaring off both healthy. If McCaffrey can put up at 30 or more um, and then Joe Burrow just goes off like crazy, then maybe he has a fighting chance, but there's a lot of young pieces. I still hate Austin Hooper as his tight end. <laughs> um, and Curtis Samuel, he put him in his flex. I understand based off his performance, but he's unproven. And, you know, Julio going up against a tough Saints defense. So I think all signs point to Chris winning pretty convincingly, similar to how Hayden did this past week. Yeah, I'll never pass up an opportunity to talk up my team, but I don't really have much to add here either. Um, I don't expect that close of a game, um, and I expect to be marching on 2-0. and All that's being said, watch me just put up 85 points like I do from time to time. <laughs> Everyone's no new to that every now and again. Um, eyes for me on Hunter Renfro, Chris's flex two spot. Yeah. Not great showing week one, but, you know, you got Ramondre Stevenson where Ty Montgomery's out with an injury, so now there's only two monsters in that backfield again. Um, Heinz, target machine. You got a couple options, you know, you might be able to throw in there, but if he keeps Renfro, definitely my eyes will be on that flex two spot. Um, and I do like the Curtis Samuel play for Clayton. 11 targets in week one. It's hard to argue against targets this early. Just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Burroughs, you know, with, without Dak, you know, Dallas, you know, one of their Terrell Basham's out for the game. They're missing a couple of guys. So on paper, the Bengals should win this one convincingly, which might bode well for an above projection score for Burrow, but it's it's almost impossible to see it coming. So picking Chris. All right, so that is a clean sweep for your boy, Chris, heading into that game. Hopefully a 2-0 and started in my future. Let's move on to this next matchup, the only matchup of the week between two undefeated squads we have Coming off of the highest point scored on the week, the Mixon administration and Tim at 1-0 taking on Stretch and Super Camario at 1-0 as well. Sleeper giving Tim a 58% chance of victory in this one. The highest percentage only behind myself and Clayton's matchup. Um, and the this, this, this matchup has the potential to be a lot of fun. 
because just about each person has a good matchup. I mean, at this point, it'd be easier to identify the people that don't have good matchups versus people that do have good matchups. And both of those people are unfortunately on Stretch's team. Alvin Kamara against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, they they locked down. Well, actually, I'll take that back. Zeke looked great last week. They just didn't use him. But they locked down him and Tony Pollard for the most part. So that's going to be a tough matchup. And then you obviously have the annual Evans versus Lattimore Bowl in New Orleans. Marshawn Lattimore almost more often than not typically tends to come out on top of that one. But that's going to be another tough matchup there. Um, and really my analysis could end there. I think right there, that gives enough for Tim to win. I like dang near all of his matchups. Maybe Aaron Jones against Chicago might be a little challenging, but other than that, I really do like a lot of his matchups. Um, and even when you go down the rosters, I would, I would maybe take Tim or stretch his wide receivers over Tim's currently, just because I'm not that high on DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel is a dog, but everywhere else obviously favors Tim. Both lineups largely set themselves. Tim with a little question, Keenan Allen out. Is this a Josh Palmer week? Enticing. Over DK Metcalf. Definitely in the thought process. You get a little Thursday night guy you get to watch? Mm -hmm. I mean, that sways it for me sometimes. If I have somebody playing on Thursday night and I don't have anybody else playing, I'll be like, nah, screw it. He's a talented receiver. Throw him in there. Chiefs rookie, Trent McDuffie, cornerback. He's out for a little while, so another secondary piece out, so... I want to say when uh, Keenan Allen was out last year, I don't know exactly, but I want to say Josh Allen or <laughs> woo, buddy, it would be nice to have Josh Allen Woo-hoo. in my flex. Uh, <laughs> Josh Palmer, I want to say I saw Matthew Barry say he was averaging like 17 fantasy points whenever Allen or yeah. Williams was out. Yeah. So it, the history is there and no, the matchups there. So over it's definitely like going to be uh, something I'm going to have to sleep on tonight and think about all day at work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have that consume my day. Josh Palmer or DK Manka. Uh That's funny. Uh, and for stretch, I mean, maybe the only question is tied in, but I don't really think that will matter too much. Um, like I said earlier, one could argue that stretch dodged a bullet last week, but I think he is running into a freight train this week that he will not be able to dodge. I have Tim coming on top on this one. Yeah, I got Tim too. I just think there's way too much star power to overcome when it comes to Stretch's team. Uh, Hunter Henry, gross. Uh, Amari Cooper, also gross. Jacoby Brissett has proven time and time again that he cannot carry a wide receiver one in an offense that he leads. And... Outside of Kamara and Kyler Murray resurrecting their 2020 selves and just coming out and combining for 60 to 70 points, I just don't see how the puzzle pieces fit together for Stretch to overcome Tim. Yeah, I'm taking myself as well. It's going to take a little bit more um, out of Stretch before we start to believe again. Um, and I think you guys have kind of hit all the key matchups right on the head. So uh, I believe in my team, and I think I can begin the season 2 up. All right, there you go. A clean sweep for Tim. Let's move on to our next matchup. We got Team Dom Perignon at 0-1, taking on second place in the Chipotle division and undefeated, coming off a big win for him, Team Uninspired Youth and Anthony. And that would be Anthony looking to start 2-0 and o would be a really great start in that Chipotle division. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, 
don't look now. It is Wednesday night at 11 p.m., and Don's lineup is currently not set. Okay, go yeah. go Don. Eli Mitchell on IR in that running back slot. Chris Godwin, who's going to miss some time with a hamstring injury, in that wide receiver slot. Um, and the bench has got some pieces to put in there. It's just going to depend on whether or not Don has the app downloaded yet this year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? You know, that was another offseason hype point. Don was going to be in it. He's going to be checking everything and involved, but yet we have not seen it. Um, and so Anthony looks solid. Darnell Anderson, we touched on it. Darnell RB1 Anderson. in Los Angeles. Lamar Jackson in a potential high-scoring affair versus Miami. Of course, Justin Jefferson, Travis God, Kelsey. He's so good. Jeff Wilson in the flex there with Eli Mitchell out. That's another good spot for Anthony. Good, uh, he's gotten Could lucky. be hot. Good could pick be up. hot. He's good pick lucky. up for uh, before last week. He, he grabbed them. So. I wouldn't even call it lucky. That's, those are good pickups. Darnell been, Anderson, Jeff Wilson. I bet – I bet you would if you were to pin Anthony down, he'd be like, "No way, I'm starting three running backs at any point uh-huh. this year." And yeah, so the lineup looks good. Again, my eyes are on C.D. Lamb and whether or not he does anything against my Bengals. But I am picking Anthony to win this one pretty decidedly, um, and that's that. Yeah, I've also got um, Anthony winning this matchup. I just feel like um, Rogers. Yes, I think he's going to dominate the Bears like he always does, but outside of him, I don't see where the points are going to be generated. And, I mean, don't look now. We didn't really talk about it in your matchup, Tim, but DeAndre Swift is questionable, so hopefully he plays. But Jamal Williams is also a nice plug-and-play RB, too, if mm-hmm. Swift does sit. I would honestly maybe even argue playing him over Thielen. So... I think he's got just more options to work with. His team's stronger. And, I mean, Justin Jefferson. And Justin Jefferson. He's going to be on Monday Night Football. He's just going to tear it up again. So, yeah, I think uh, Anthony cruises to 2-0. and Yeah, Anthony's might have, a, especially a Swift sits. I mean, you have to decide to start Darnell Anderson, Cordero Patterson, or Jamal Williams. Like Cordero Patterson, mm-hmm. nobody talked about him. Currently number five running back overall. 22 points last week. Like, he got the goods again. So, uh, again, and a spot Anthony probably thought he would never find himself in, having to choose between a wealth of running backs. So, right. <laughs> congratulations to Anthony. I'm taking Anthony as well. Although, and this is going to be like, I know we usually have like light little shots at our friends on this show. But, like, uh, if, if we were managing Don's team, I might go Don because I think he has the pieces where if he figures it out, if he does his research, he has the pieces that if he were to set his lineup correctly, optimally, I think he could go toe to toe with Anthony here. I genuinely do. Like if you sit mm-hmm. Mitchell, you know, you start a Miles Sanders. That was the lead pack for for Philadelphia. Um, you know, Chris Godwin, the likelihood he plays is low. Brandon Cooks, if you want that safe spot. I mean, he did Brandon Cooks things last week, 15 points. Alan Lazard, if he comes back, that's high upside. If you get a good mix of the guys that can, you know, pop, I think he would have a really good chance, but I just not confident Don will do that. So I'm going to go Anthony, although if Don maybe does have a revelation and set his lineup effectively, I think this matchup could be closer than you think. So I'm going Anthony, but uh, look out for Don if he decides to set his lineup. So one more matchup on our list, and that means – 
that is the matchup to watch. And yes, you would think it's probably like two undefeated teams, huge. No, 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 no. This matchup to watch, we have Zach and cooking up more at 0-1, taking on Mount Passmore at 0-1. I called Zach earlier the preseason sweetheart. Steven, you knew he was going to come in and be competitive. Fortunately, at the end of week two, one of these guys is going to be 0-2. Yep, and with this matchup, it's, again, there's a heavy favorite. Steven and Mount Passmore, 60% chance of winning as of the time of this podcast. And, guys, it's kind of a theme across the league this week. Um, Outside of me and Hayden, I think every single matchup there's a heavy favorite which is interesting um how that's being played out but i mean you can just look at our pickums <laughs> there hasn't yeah, been a lot of right. a lot of variety right but nonetheless um zach faces an uphill battle this week mount passmore is going to be looking for revenge coming off of a heartbreaking loss being the second highest scorer and up and down his lineup it's Looking very strong. Justin Herbert tomorrow night against the Chiefs. I can't wait to see that come to fruition. A.J. Brown looks like the dude in Philadelphia and did not miss a beat coming over from Tennessee. Stephon Diggs will do his thing. Dalton Schultz is a nice security blanket at tight end. I mean, just up and down the lineup. And Mike Williams as well. That pairing tomorrow night, that could be some fireworks. That's hot. Yep. Uh, at play tomorrow night. So um, there's just a lot here for Zach to overcome. And when you look at his side, yes, he's got his, you know, Dalvin Cook and Javante Williams combo. That looks pretty nice. Um, but then you go to the receivers and you're like, ooh. <laughs> um, ooh. <laughs> Traylon Burks, he's putting him in there. Um, you know, he had a pretty good target share last week. So we'll see if that pays off with the Buffalo defense. In Orchard Park, that's going to be really difficult. Um, you got to hope Cortland Sutton and Mark Andrews show out. And uh, you need Brees Hall and Dave Montgomery to also at least hit 10 points apiece, I would think. Um, so with all that being said, um, you know I love that uh, Zach Welch and Cooking Amore are uh, not the favorites in this one by a wide margin. Do you like that? I love it. You like that? Um, <laughs> us being in-season rivals. But, um, yeah, I think, again, a theme of this week, I think Steven just has too much firepower, and he walks away being 1-1 one and one and cooking up more, starting off 0-2, another storyline. Yeah, guys, I tried my best. I genuinely tried my best because I want to be different. I want to be cool. I just, I, I just don't see it. I think Steven's team is so – Freaking good. And if, if you get Michael Thomas back to like what Michael Thomas mm-hmm. is, good luck, dude. Good luck. I, I'm going Steven. I tried my best to go Zach. I tried to come up with storylines in my head. I, I can't do it. I am also taking Steven. So that'll be a, another clean sweep on the pick'em. So there's not going to be a ton of movement in the standings next week. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm the only one with a different pick. Yeah, because you chose Hayden. Hayden over The only chance for me. I'm either going to come down or be tied or up to the top. Should I change my pick? Should I go Hayden too? Nah, I, I want to be the For only my one. sake, I hope you're wrong. Nah, I want to be the <laughs> only one. Um, but yeah, and everything everything's lining up right there. Steven's got the pieces. He's got the depth. And I, I don't think Zach can get it done this week. Unfortunately for Zach. All right, guys. 
That was your week two preview. More football. I was excited for another eight hours on Sunday of doing nothing but watching football. It's going to be beautiful. Let's go ahead and ditch this popsicle stand. Broncos country. Let's ride. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of This League Podcast. As always, you can find us at www.thisleaguepod.com. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, thisleague, underscore pod. And as always, comment. Leave us a comment. Tell us how we're doing. Share us with your friends. Uh, do all the other things you're supposed to do. But especially don't forget to just drop a chandelier on the like button and make all the glass go everywhere like they do in the movies. Just like right on the like button on your phone. Yeah, go rent the biggest U-Haul that you can yeah, and like load that. it up with iron weights and yeah. dumbbells. Okay. And That's then heavy. just blow through three red lights and drive it right over the like button. Safely. Yeah, nobody's around. Right, right. There are no right, other cars right. around. It's right. a one. It's a Except one. Except that damn like button. Way road. Yeah. Mm. Just go take a look at how um, not favored Zach Welch is in this matchup, and then click it. Because <laughs> that will really get you to boom drive a semi into it. Yeah, I love that. Jeez. All right, guys. Anything to add before we sign off? Football. It's been fun. I'm excited for that matchup tomorrow night. Football, baby. I'm out. See you guys. Love you guys. Peace. Go on, get. <laughs>